Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. culture has redefined love. So many times Christians will say to me, my Jesus would never do that. And I have to say, then you've made one up. Because the Jesus of the Bible did do that, will do that. Do you understand? So many times our perceptions have been so colored by our culture and by what we think we know that we're wrong about who he is. In today's message, Pastor Robert will remind you that today's modern culture has reshaped God into whatever anyone wants him to be. It's common practice for someone to make up their own religion by pulling a little from one religion and pulling something else from another and calling it something common. Pastor Robert will also warn you to stay true to Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. prophet is not fully reliable, kill him, God said, because he's a problem. He's not from me. He kind of cut down on people presuming to speak for God in those days. But no, what he's telling us is that the need for prophecy won't be there. At some point in the future, Prophecies will drop off. They'll come to nothing. They will become, I think a good word would be unnecessary. They're just not going to be necessary at some point in the future, at some point in in time. Now, by the way, and I I failed to tell you this in the beginning, I have three primary points that I want to look at from this passage. And the first one is that these, at least these three gifts of the Spirit will one day cease. The word that he uses here to describe what will happen with tongues, it's slightly different, but to be honest, it means the same thing. Whether they're prophecies, he says they're going to come to nothing. Whether they're tongues, they're going to stop. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. He goes back to the first word again. He says they're going to come to nothing. And faith, hope, and love are eternal. But these supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit in and through the lives of believers, they're they're, they're not going to be necessary at some point. And so they're going to stop. They're going to vanish away. They're going to drop off, however you want to do it. And he tells us why. Look at what he says. Verse 9, for the reason is, he says, because we, we know in part. And we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. 
Do you see what he's telling us? The reason that right now we need the gifts of prophecy, that we need the gift of knowledge, and that's what he's talking about. You understand he's not telling us that all knowledge is, is going to go away at some point, that we're all just going to become vegetables in heaven. That's not what he's saying. He's saying at some point, the need for the supernatural impartation of knowledge is, is not going to be there. Why? Well, because right now we know in part. But one day, when the perfect has come, this in partness is also going to be gone. What does that imply? When that which is perfect has come, our prophecy will no longer be in part. Our, our proclamation will no longer be partial. Our knowledge will no longer be partial. Does that mean that we'll be omniscient? No. He says we'll know as we're known. Not we'll know as much as the one who knows us. Do you see the distinction that I'm making? We'll know even as we are known. His point being, we're going to know God in the same way that God knows us. In depth, accurately. It's a fascinating thing to to ponder, to, to look forward to, that at some point, this in-partness that describes our human existence today will no longer describe our human existence. One of the things that I thought about in reading this and considering it is the fact that every single one of us has a perception of who God is. Every individual. And you know what? I mean... Even those who don't know God, even those who don't have a personal relationship with God, but believe that there is a God, have a perception about God, right? I remember one time as a student in Youth with a Mission, we were studying and uh, basically studying systematic theology. We were looking at, at that issue of who is God? What's he like? His nature, his character. Who is he? And my thinking was being challenged by one of the books that I was reading to such an extent that it began to kind of rock my world. I got all insecure because I'm like, that's not, that's not the God I know. And, and I was, to be honest, I was losing sleep over it. I mean, it really had me shook up for about a week. And then one day, the Lord just quietly spoke to my heart. You know, I was praying about it and, and wrestling with it. And, and the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, you know, Robert, I haven't changed. I am who I am. You remember I said that to Moses way back when? I am who I am. I don't change. What's changing is your perception. What's changing is your understanding. I'm not changing. But you're rethinking what you hold to be true about me. And see, the problem is that, you know, every single one of us in our humanity, we're, we're, we're imperfect, right? I mean, we know that about ourselves. I'm not perfect. My perception of my reality is not perfect. The way I look at life, the way I look at you, some of you I know fairly well. Some of you I don't know at all. One of the things that I've had to learn in working as a chaplain with police officers is that I don't read police officers very well. See, I thought I read people pretty well. 
till I started working with cops. I don't read cops well. The ones that on like three different occasions, I would have said categorically, no doubt about it, this guy will never call me for anything. He thinks I'm an idiot. I'm basing all of that on interaction and body language, and, that, and these people called me with serious life issues. It just blew me away. I realized, okay, I, I missed that. I'm, I, I, I was wrong. Apparently, he doesn't think I'm a total idiot. Either that or he's testing me. Our perceptions are not perfect. Our understanding, uh, even of people that we know well. You know, I, I realize from time to time I'm still learning about my wife. We've been married 17 years, and, and yet I'm still learning. There, I realize at times maybe I don't know her as well as I thought I knew her. Still learning. That's not a bad thing. I'm still learning about God. I'm still getting to know God. I will always, according to Scripture, be getting to know God. But right now, I'm really hindered in that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hindered by my humanity. I'm hindered by my own imperfection and the fact that my human experiences with other imperfect human beings colors the way I look even at God. We talked about the fact that our culture has redefined love. So many times Christians will say to me, my Jesus would never do that. And I have to say, then you've made one up. Because the Jesus of the Bible did do that, will do that. Do you understand? So many times our perceptions have been so colored by our culture and by what we think we know that we're wrong about who he is. That will one day change. He says, when the perfect has come, that's going to change. I'll no longer know in part. I'll know even as I am known. It's talking about my relationship with God. I think it's talking about more than that, but it's certainly talking about that. You see, when God looks at me, he doesn't have to read my body language. He doesn't have to listen between the lines. He doesn't have to look into my eyes and read my lips and do the things that we do unconsciously, we don't even realize we're doing it. Why not? Because he hears my heart. He sees the deep things. It, I am, the Bible says, naked and open before my Creator. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more. But we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within... Uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia. So she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.